Now, your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right. Good afternoon. Good evening. It's like five o'clock. So good five o'clock. Welcome to the show. Bunch of things I have on the docket to talk about, but right away, because I tried to do this yesterday and I said the wrong playing thing. Rockin' the Prairie. Not rocking the docks. Rockin' the Prairie. Saturday, August 24th. So Saturday. Uh, I got two tickets right here. Maybe I'll give... Actually, I got a whole bunch of tickets. We could probably give away a lot of these tickets. So during the news breaks, I'm going to give away tickets to callers. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center. Talking text line, 608-785-7914. We're on Facebook Live as well as the radio. And we're streaming. If you go to wisdomnews.com, you can see a little listen button if maybe on the pull down menu or if you're on your desktop just click the listen button let's see here a couple things on wisdomnews.com and just a preview animals fact of the day will hover around uh tsa saying traveler forgot their snake at the newark security checkpoint that's on wisdomnews.com right now we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, a couple other headlines here. Gang rape suspect Baisley gets three years prison term. Let me open the color. Got a call coming in, so get to that in a minute. 608-785-7914. Other headlines. $16 trillion Bernie Sanders climate plan builds on Green New Deal. Cyber attacks on Texas cities put other governments on guard. So some cities have shut down their computers because of cyber attacks. Uh, Train Park gets a donation from McDonald's. Uh, There's a bunch of other things on there. But the one I wanted to talk about uh, right away will be three suspects arrested for July shooting in La Crosse. Uh, Police uh, investigated. It's a little interesting how they they came about the information. Uh, But we'll go to the phones right now. Caller, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, Rick. Um, a little news from the town of Campbell. Um, we are looking for a new clerk treasurer, so anybody out there that uh, is looking for that kind of job, why um, they should apply over here in the town of Campbell. Okay, so uh, go to Indeed.com and look for the job description or what? Uh, I think <laughs> they probably, I think they would have it up by now, but the current uh, clerk treasurer is moving on, so... Uh, It'd be nice to get somebody in here with, you know, four or five years' experience with uh, municipal government and the clerk treasurer's position and a uh, new fresh set of eyes and ears over here and, you know, lead the town down the, the right path. Okay, thanks. Yep, you bet. Looking for a clerk treasurer in the town of Campbell. All right, to this story. Three suspects in a, arrested for July shooting in La Crosse. So a couple of details here, and if you guys want to chime in, you can, you can text me. I'll open that. I always forget. There's like nine things I have to open every day, and eventually I'll get to it. It's been a week <laughs> doing this little, well, moving in on two weeks now, uh, doing this every day. But if you, you want to get in here, 608-785-7914, you could text or call. Uh, Lacrosse Police said the investigation highlights the dangers. The Lacrosse put out a statement. They said they, the investigation they did on this highlights the dangers posed to the community and police when convicted felons are in possession of firearms. Uh, the shooting was connected to the Society for Brotherhood Motorcycle Club. It happened July 19th. 
So what happened were windows had been damaged at the Partners for Excellence School on Caledonia Street in La Crosse. And uh, police determined those windows were shot out. They traced that those bullets to the, are we calling, is it a motorcycle gang? The Brotherhood Motorcycle Club? The Motorcycle Club's clubhouse? Uh, adjacent to that school on Caledonia Street, they got a search warrant. And when they conducted the search, they got a camera in the building. They took that camera, whether it was a you know a cell phone camera, I'm not exactly sure, but it had video on it. They took that camera to the Wisconsin State Crime Lab, and the crime lab pulled a deleted video off that camera of the night. So there, I don't know if there's one video or a bunch of. There's probably a bunch of videos, unless they just had a camera rolling to. I think they had a party going on and they just had their camera rolling and or there was a bunch of videos. I'm not exactly sure, but it is interesting that the crime lab pulled off a deleted video. So if you ever think like you got this or that on your phone and you don't want it and you do, you delete it, uh, it's not actually deleted. I don't know if that's surprising to anybody, but it's, you know, a little bit crazy. Uh, that video showed Holman native Brandon Stemper, a 31 year old. He was at the party Uh they, you know, periodically he's, he's in the video with a handgun, I, I guess. I haven't seen the video. Uh, eventually we can get a hold of that possibly and, and put that video out um, when the investigation, probably when the investigation is over or when the uh, the trial is over for these people. Uh, Stemper at some point in the night or the next morning, obviously a party goes into the next morning, uh, he shot seven or eight times into a wall. And on the other side of that wall is Partners for Excellence School. So, of course, those bullets went through the wall and like took out a window and maybe parts of the wall at that school. Uh, later in the evening slash early morning, he shot the gun nine times in the mall. And then later again, he, he shot a couple more times. Uh, again, this statement by the police, the investigation once again highlights the dangers posed to the community and police when convicted felons are in possession of firearms. Stemper turned himself in yesterday. He'd been convicted of battery three times in his past, including a 2010 conviction for substantial battery. Uh, he also had been convicted for OWI. I believe it's the f- a fourth offense in five years uh, just recently. And uh, Judge Todd Bjorke ordered $25,000 signature bond, saying that's probably what it will be if you violate it. So keep that in mind, is what Bjorke said in court. Uh, Stemper was released on the condition he not possess or consume alcohol. He has to submit to alcohol testing, not possess weapons or firearms of any kind, and avoid that area of Caledonia Street. So you guys got uh, you interested in that? Is that a little scary? Uh, someone texts in, did Partners in Excellence cameras pick up anything? Uh, say I'm not sure that the police investigation found a camera there. So I don't know if they also went to the school and got their cameras. But the party was going on inside the building of the motorcycle club next door. And then he shot through the shot at the wall. So the bullets went through the wall and into the into the uh, school window or whatever. So I'm not sure if the, you know, if the cameras at the school would have picked up anything. A, it's pretty dark. All you would see maybe is the window shattering. Um, so it's hard to say, uh, yeah, so we can talk about that. I got a couple other things. Uh, the EPA backtrack on the use of cyanide bombs to kill wild animals. So that's, that was, I thought that was interesting when they, you know, they backtrack on it now, but they were going to approve the, once again, using cyanide bombs. So just essentially animal stumbles upon this thing that's in the ground and it, 
you know, shoots out poison and kills an animal or person, which it has done. Uh, report shows U.S. deficit exceeds a trillion dollars next year. Uh, Bernie Sanders, $16 trillion climate plan. Those are a couple of things I wanted to talk about right here. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Talking a little bit about the arrest that Lacrosse police made yesterday. It was an easy arrest because the guy turned himself in. I, I don't know if the other people turned themselves in. Uh, three arrested, including Brandon Stemper, Holman, 31 year old Holman native. Um, just to reset a little bit, the uh, at first the Partners for Excellence School in Caledonia Street found its windows had been blo- broken. Didn't really know why. Uh, police determined those windows were shot out. And they figured out that the uh, bullets came from the adjacent building, which is a motorcycle club or gang, uh, the Society for Brotherhood. So the police got a search warrant, went to the Society Brotherhood building. In there, they found a camera or a phone or some kind of recording device, electronic recording device. I don't think they found like an old film reel. (laughs) I think the police could have, I don't know, that might be safer nowadays uh, if you're going to record your party where you're shooting stuff up. Maybe to get an old film camera like like the old theaters use. I think maybe the theaters, no, they can't still use those, do they? They got to switch the the film. because the police got a hold of this electronic recording device, I'll just call it. I don't know what it was exactly. Uh, they took it to the Wisconsin Crime Lab, and the Crime Lab pulled off a deleted video of the shooting or deleted videos of the shooting. Um, and in those vi- in those videos, they show they showed the Holman guy at a party, walking around with a handgun. Apparently, at, at one point he shot it seven or eight times, and a little later he shot it nine times, and sometime later he shot it a couple of more times. Maybe emptied the clip. I don't know how many bullets can be. In a clip, 40? No idea. It's a handgun. So uh, I'm sure there varies greatly depending on the gun. Uh, so that dude turned himself in yesterday. He's got a little bit of a history when it comes to crime. And according to uh, the prosecutor, maybe the, a lot of this is alcohol-related. So when he gets some booze in him maybe he's, he goes off the off the rails a little bit but he's got some OWIs uh, some battery some three convicted of battery three times Judge Todd Bjorke ordered $25,000 signature bond told Stemper in court that's probably what it will be if you violate it so keep that in mind Stemper is released on the condition he not possess or consume alcohol he submit to alcohol testing no possession of weapons or firearms of any kind and avoid that area of Caledonia Street. 608-785-7914. Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Is the, are, is the police department happy that he's out on signature? Is he is he out on signature bond? Are the police happy about that? Probably not. The police put did put out that statement. Um saying the investigation highlights the dangers posed to the community and to the police when convicted felons are in possession of firearms. So they didn't really put out a statement about his signature bond, but um, some other things. Uh, Animal fact of the day coming up after the Scott's Comet news, uh, probably like 20 minutes. I know you're you're on the edge of your car seats for that. Are you in your car? A story that came out yesterday on wisdomnews.com and kind of all over. 
Uh, EPA backtracks. They backtrack now on the use of cyanide bombs to kill wild animals. Uh, The EPA withdrew the support for the continued use of so-called cyanide bombs to protect livestock from predators, reversing course amid strong opposition to the practice. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler, who's like a former lobbyist for something, uh, said he withdrew an interim reauthorization for the use of M44 devices, so cyanide bombs, which are used to kill coyotes, foxes, and other animals that prey on livestock. Agency added they would simply reevaluate the highly criticized practice. So they're going to reevaluate as if it just makes sense to just not do that. Like maybe we don't have cyanide bombs. That sounds like a good deal. They're like landmines in the ground for anybody and anything to, you know, deal with. Uh, This issue, uh, let's see, who is this? This is Wheeler in a statement. This issue warrants further analysis and additional discussion by the EPA with the registrants of the, yeah, okay, so let's move on here. I look forward to continuing this dialogue to ensure U.S. livestock remains well-protected, from dangerous predators while simultaneously minimizing off-target impacts on both humans and non-predatory animals. So, you know, if you see a cyanide bomb out in a field somewhere where animals are grazing, don't touch it, animals that aren't carnivorous and harmful to livestock or kids or people. Uh, The devices here themselves are smeared with scented bait, which cause predators to bite on them and pull them. So just scented traps. A capsule containing sodium cyanide, a highly highly toxic pesticide, is then ejected into the predator's mouth or the child's arm, I suppose. Uh, The EPA did acknowledge that an overwhelming majority of 20,000 public comments it received were submitted in opposition to the proposal to renew the use of cyanide bombs. So, of course, they're going to reevaluate. It's always interesting, too, when you see these stories, they come out and then... You know the the, the public comments twenty thousand, but like how many of you heard about the the fact that the EPA was gonna you know reauthorize the use of cyanide bombs, and then you were like, you know what, I'm not cool with that. But then there's never any information on like, oh, you can submit public comment. That would always be the best thing if you if something is is coming up in the news, like also maybe put where we can comment or who we can call or you know email for for or against such practices. Uh. Phil texts in, there is no such accessory for a firearm known as a clip. And then he says, marijuana users utilize an in item called clips. Firearm users use magazines. Okay. So magazine. I call it a clip. I'm sorry. Not a gun guy. <laughs> so I don't know how many bullets go in the handgun's magazine. Or how much marijuana goes in a person's clip. Is that right, Phil? Phil text in the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line 608-785-7914. Another story that uh, was on wisdomnews.com yesterday. Report shows the U.S. deficit to exceed a trillion dollars next year. So we're well ahead of the pace to getting a trillion. I think it was going to be in a couple years. Now it's just next year. We're going to be the budget deficit is expected to balloon to more than a trillion dollars. Uh in the first year under the first protection. So it took exactly one year from those first projections, taking into account the big budget deal that President Donald Trump and Congress reached this summer. The tax cuts, essentially. The, re- the return of a trillion-dollar annual deficit comes despite Trump's vow when running for office that he would not just balance the budget, but pay down the entire national deficit, uh, national debt. 
the office, the CBO, uh, up this year's deficit projection by $63 billion. So they were off by $63 billion when they projected this the first, you know, last time. So there's, you know, room, wiggle room here, but what's a, what's $63 billion? Uh, they projected that for the next decade uh, by $809 billion. Uh, the highest deficit projections come even as the CBO reduced its estimates for interest rates which lower borrowing costs as it raised projections for economic growth in the near term. Uh, the number crunchers at the CBO projected that the deficit for the current fiscal year will come to $960, $960 billion. So we're going to be $40 billion short there. Uh, ben texts in, uh, clips go in M1 Garands. Tell that dude to shut it if he doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know what Garands are, Ben. So now Phil and Ben are arguing on the WIZM talk or uh, the Better Hearing Center talking text line 608-785-7914. If you want to get in here, if you want to text in, uh, we're going to hit Scott's comments and the news. Uh, oh, and a little later here on WIZM, high school football is going to begin. Eau Claire North at Lacrosse Central. We're going to break down this game tomorrow with Grant Bills from WKTY. We're going to do a little. Uh, cross radio talk. We're going to bring Grant. Grant's got a show usually at 5 p.m. on WKTY. We're going to bring him in, and I'm and he's going to bring me into the WKTY studio. We're not literally going to be in each other's studio, but we're going to talk about the central uh, football game a little bit, but more more so about three sport athletes. Central High School's got the Davis brothers, Johnny and Jordan. Uh, they're seniors this year. They're both signed to play for the Wisconsin Badgers next year. They're playing football right now, or they will be tonight, but they're playing basketball for the Wisconsin Badgers. So I want to talk about three-sport athletes tomorrow and how you know, those guys could be, maybe be some role models in the city for kids that want to play just one sport. So I'm getting into it, but we're going to talk about that tomorrow. We're going to hit Scott's comment right now on news, and we'll be back right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PN. Rockin' the Prairie tickets. I gave one away to Paul. Paul, yeah, uh, you were one of the first three to text. Um, the two other guys at the two other top three texters, Kevin and Doug, you gotta, you gotta text me back your info. Which I text you back. So let, give me that info, and then uh, the tickets will be at the front desk. 201 State Street. 608 785 7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, we were talking about those three suspects arrested in July. Arrested, I guess one of them at least was arrested yesterday. He turned himself in for a July shooting in La Crosse on Caledonia Street. Kind of a weird shooting because the guy just, they were at a party and the guy shot into a wall. The bullets went through the wall and through a window at this adjacent school. Luckily, it was at night. So nobody in that school. Um, it was July too. So maybe nobody's in there anyway, but usually people are in schools in July too. Uh, we also talked about the EPA backtracking the use of cyanide bombs to kill wild animals. They're going to reanalyze, they're going to, you know, they need more analysis and whether or not to uh, to use this, the use of cyanide bombs. Uh, public comments, 20,000 of them, mostly in opposition to the use of these M44 devices. And what the devices do, you they're smeared with scent, 
a bait uh, that causes predators or any animal, apparently, you know, because they're scented. So uh, to bite on and pull them, the capsule then contains sodium cyanide. It's a highly toxic pesticide that's then injected into the predator's mouth or the kid's arm. Uh, 608-75-7914, the report, uh, another, another thing I just mentioned right before the break, uh, the U.S. deficits are going to exceed a trillion dollars by next year. This year, it's going to hit $960 billion, so at least we're under a trillion this year. Uh, just looking for the text. I got a lot of text for you guys who want tickets. I'm going to do this right at the end of the hour, too. So, And if these guys don't text me back, I'm going to take... Four people for Bryce Prairie, uh, rocking the Prairie tickets. But at this point, though, two two guys got to text me back their info. Otherwise, I got four tickets to give away. Well, four pairs of tickets to give away at the end of the hour. But a libertarian guy says about the trillion dollar deficit that the U.S. is going to have. Good thing lacrosse won't be left out of deficit spending. They will be in debt and an additional thirty five million, keeping up with the Joneses. Um. You got numbers on that? Why, why is it $35 million? Is that just... I don't know where he gets that number, but the libertarian guy texts in. Uh, ben and Phil have been arguing about the word clip. I said the word clip referring to the shooting because I was kind of curious. The guy shot the guy shot the uh, at that party on Caledonia Street into the wall seven or eight times, then nine times, then like two or three times. So I was kind of wondering how many bullets were in a clip. And Phil texts in, it's not called a clip, it's called a magazine. Ben Ben then texts in, said it is a clip. Clips go in M1 Garands. He said, tell the dude to shut up. <laughs> so it's always fun when the texters argue. Uh, Doug, Doug's got your info. So one more of those tickets are gone. Uh, I got a whole bunch I can give away at the end of the hour, if I remember. Sometimes I forget. I even forgot before the news because I, I'm doing a lot of things. This is all new. Just being the one-man show. Um, all right, so we're going to a new story here I, I want to talk about because you guys love this. Uh, Bernie Sanders has got a climate pan, plan that builds on the Green New Deal. Calls for $16 trillion in spending. Um, well, maybe not spending. That's the bottom detail. They like buried, the, the AP buried the uh, how Bernie's going to pay for it, and I'm sure it's confusing. Uh, he released the $16.3 trillion. So I love how, as, we, as the numbers get higher, so... When it's a million dollars, one point one million, okay, so an extra hundred thousand. And then when it's a billion, one point one billion, then it's extra million. And then six sixteen point three trillion. At what point do we stop just, you know, abbreviating that? Because the point three is kind of a lot of money in itself. So it's not a sixteen trillion dollar plan for Bernie. It's a sixteen point three trillion dollar plan. Um it builds on the Green New Deal. It calls for the US to move to renewable energy across the economy by twenty fifty. And declare climate change a national emergency. He's already adopted proposals to combat climate change and teamed up with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on climate legislation. Uh, Sanders' plan provides the most detail yet, though, on how he envisions the climate change moonshot taking shape if he's elected president. Uh, Sanders said, and it's it's a 10-year nationwide mobilization centered on equity and humanity that would create 20 million New jobs. So 20 million new jobs over 10 years, uh, nationwide mobilization. Uh, The Green New Deal resolution, which Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts called 
that called on the nation to eliminate its carbon footprint by 2030 and shift away from fossil fuels such as oil and coal and replace them with renewable energy sources such as wind and solar. Uh, among Sanders' ideas is sourcing 100% of the country's electricity from renewable and zero emissions power. So 100%. Uh, he's also calling for committing $2.18 trillion in grants for low- and middle-income families to weatherize and retrofit their homes and businesses with the goal of reducing residential energy consumption by 30%. So $2.18 trillion in grants for low- and middle-income families to you know, fix up their homes and businesses to, to get them you know, more energy efficient. Sanders is also calling for an overhaul of the nation's transportation system by investing in electric vehicles, high-speed rail, and expanded public transit. Now, electric vehicles always sound nice, but you got to make the electricity. So then, obviously, that electricity would have to come from solar and wind. Uh, I live in the woods, so I don't get a whole lot of solar or wind. So... (laughs) But obviously, you could hook up to these grids. You know, they have these uh, solar farms going up. Uh, a lot of them, a couple of them in Wisconsin. They've got wind farms in Minnesota. So the grid system would just turn into, you know, solar and wind farms, apparently. Uh, Sanders wants to spend $526 billion in modernizing the electrical grid across the U.S., something that is probably important uh, to modernize the electrical grid. Uh, how to pay for this. So here we go. Sanders' plan calls for a $16.3 trillion investment, and the campaign is proposing covering the costs over 15 years by a patchwork of measures that includes eliminating existing fossil fuel, fuel subsidies and taxes on that industry. Income tax revenue on the 20 million jobs created by his plan and an estimated $1.3 trillion saved through a reduced need for safety net programs because of the creation of those jobs. So that's how he's going to pay for his $16.3 trillion climate plan. 608-785-7914, Better Hearing Center, talking text line. Uh, Libertarian text, text me back. So I don't know how lacrosse, I do not know lacrosse's current level of debt. However, they are intending to borrow $35 million for the lacrosse center expansion. That's where that number comes from. So um, yeah, 35, is it? The Lacrosse Center, I believe, is $42 million, I think. It was $49 million. They, the mayor vetoed it. It's $42 million now. So they're going to borrow $37 million there, I think, Libertarian guy. And the state of Wisconsin was going to pitch in $5 million. So, you know, Wisconsin residents going to pay for that a little bit. 608-785-7914. We're going to go to Eric from Sparta. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. You're talking about these liberal Democrats with their uh, Green New Deal crap. Mm-hmm. Let's say, uh, what about what about all these uh, semis this year on the road? You hate them because you're behind them, you can't get past them and stuff. But what if, what if you went to Walmart and all of a sudden you have no food on the shelves anymore? What's the Green New Deal going to do about that? You know what I mean? I mean, no, there's not going to be food. You will have no food on the shelf because all come by transport from semis, the ones you hate, to get oh. behind on the interstate or something like that. But if, the, but if they're not there, you're going to starve. The, the bounty you see at all the grocery stores, all the food you see, will be gone with these liberal Democrats, communist plans to okay. pipe dreams, 
absolute pipe dreams. Anyway, that's, that's my comment. All right. Thanks, Eric. The Green New Deal is going to release, uh, get rid of fossil fuels, carbon emissions. So, according to Eric, then semis won't be able to travel anymore. We can't find any other. I feel like it'll spark some innovation to come up with other ways to move people and items, not using the internal combustion engine, maybe. I don't know. Doug, I got your info. Did I get somebody else? Uh, who else was trying to libertarian? Uh, somebody else. Kevin. Kevin, you uh, you won these tickets, so text me your info. I don't know why you didn't. You got my text, man. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talking text line. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple minutes here. Kevin didn't text me back. Doug did. Uh, so I'm going to give away four Rock in the Prairie tickets after the show. I'm just going to have the first four people text me. Don't do it yet. But I wanted to get into my animal fact of the day. So online, wisdomnews.com, TSA says, Traveler forgot snake at Newark City or Newark Security Checkpoint. A uh, 15-inch ring-necked snake was left at the checkpoint at Newark Liberty International Airport Monday night. The black snake with a yellow ring around its neck was spotted on the floor of the checkpoint in the terminal. It was spotted by a little girl. She told an officer who covered the snake with a bin and moved travelers in that line to an- another another line. Uh, get away from the snake. The ring-necked snake, uh, they're harmless. They're found in Canada, Florida, Central Mexico. Uh, they're nocturnal and considered a bit out of the ordinary because they have a marked belly. Uh, when threatened, they typically curl up. They're they, sorry. When they're when they're threatened, they typically curl up their tails and show their bright colored bellies, which can be red, orange, or pinkish, depending on the type of snake. So, what happened to this snake? So it was spotted on the floor. A TSA agent uh, put a bin over it. Essentially, um, they're not really sure what happened to it. It just kind of, <laughs> kind of disappeared. Uh, maybe somebody took it. Maybe the uh, TSA security guy killed it. Uh, they didn't know, so they don't know what happened to it. But the TSA spokesperson said people leave things at the checkpoint, usually hats, keys, child's toy, a coat. But she noted the person who's interested in contacting our lost and found office don't bother because they don't have the snake anymore. It was apparently the first time a reptile was on the loose at the checkpoint. Uh, she said there have been cases where people have con- tried to conceal snakes in suitcases and such, but this is the first time one got out. Uh, facts about snakes: There's over three hundred thousand or three thousand kinds in the world, which seems low. Three thousand kinds of snakes. Seven hundred species are venomous. Uh, they have a slow metabolism. King crowbros can go months without eating. That's all I got for today. Thanks a lot for tuning in. If you want rocking the dock, rocking the prairie tickets, text me right now. I got four of them. So the four first four people who text. All right. I got a time mismanagement. <laughs> so I got a bunch of a bunch of text messages. Leah, you got tickets. You want to come organize my rocking the prairies? I'm getting uh, stared at through the window at the studio now as I mismanage the uh, the breaks and then had to come back on air <laughs> willy nilly. You guys got to text me back your information, please. Rocking the Perry tickets. I'll just give you some information. If you guys want to go anyway, $8 in advance, $12 at the gate. Rocking the Prairies. 
Spare Parts Project from 5 to 7.30. Sweet Siren from 8 to 12. It's in Bryce Prairie. Uh, John texted him, was that a therapy snake? I don't know, John. They, they didn't really have a whole lot of details because the snake was just found on the floor. So somebody tried to sneak in the snake at the airport. And uh, they don't know who tried to sneak it in. A little girl just saw it. So a little girl just saw it on the floor of the airport. And she told a security officer who put a bin over it. And it moved everybody from the one line because it was in the line where you go through, you know, like the metal detectors or whatever and take your shoes off. So uh, it'd be kind of weird to be barefoot and at the airport and getting ready to walk through the metal detectors. And there's a snake on the ground. <laughs> so, yeah, the security officer or whatever uh, put a bin over it. And that's it. That's all we know. Uh, TSA doesn't even know. So <laughs> she said she didn't know what happened to the snake. And if somebody wanted to try to claim the snake, she didn't even know what to do there either because the snake was gone. Uh, maybe that security guy took it. Maybe, maybe he forgot about it because he's got obviously he's got to shuffle people through. Um, it's one of many stories about TSA and people trying to bring like animals in. Somebody tried to bring a support peacock in a couple of years ago, a support peacock onto the plane. I don't think they got it through, but that caused the airlines to uh, update their policies on emotional support animals going through the airport. Uh, all right, that's all I got. I'm going to try to do better on the clocks tomorrow.